Hey guys, content warning for our current episode that you're about to listen to. Um, there's a lot of mention of bodily fluids, so maybe don't have breakfast while you're listening to it. Or do, and don't listen to us. Choose your own adventure. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome to Spooky AF. I'm your host, Suze, and I'm joined by my co-host here, Rob. Hey everyone, I hope you're keeping well. We've officially entered um, post-official spooky season, and we are now in full autumnal harvest season. I mean, I have a pumpkin and clove candle lit beside me. Oh, you're so fancy. I am so fancy. It's, it's really, um, it, it gives me the motivation to somehow make it to Christmas break. Fair. I, I, I think everyone resonates with what you've just said there. Yeah, exactly. The crunch until Christmas. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's my week this week, and I thought I would take us out of Texas, as is my norm, and we will go to what I found was a really uh, interesting and kind of spooky, but also kind of wacky case of witches in England. Amazing. Can I also just for a second just congratulate you on uh, doing what most Americans haven't done, and you've got your paranormal passport, and you're now traveling outside of the States. I'm a first-generation paranormal passport holder. (laughs) And yeah, so I I basically was like, I just wanted something. When I was like doing my general like start of research Google, I I was just like, man, I want something that's like maybe not super well known, but is also um, has some twists and turns. And I stumbled upon this. So Rob, have you ever heard of the Belvoir Witches? I have not heard of these at all. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So the reason I've stumbled upon this great story of the Witches of Belvoir, I was looking for interesting things with churches, uh, actually, because I was like, I want to do something spooky with a church like Rob did with Maynooth. Mm -hmm. So I was going along and I found that there's a church in Bottisford, which I think is the name of the, the, how you pronounce the name of of the town. It's in Lincolnshire in um, England. And it is the only place in England where there is a tomb where the like the the listed cause of death is witchcraft. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So there's a tomb in this church that it's a memorial to Henry and Francis Manners, which were the heirs to the sixth Earl and Countess of Rutland. Oh, of course. Of course they were. Yes. Exactly. And I, I, if you Google pictures, they look, they're just some chubby little, little rich boys. Mm. Uh, it's in St. Mary's Church, Bottisford. And the, this is what the tomb inscription reads. It says, in 1608, he married ye lady C- Cecilia Hungerford, daughter to ye honorable knight, Sir John Tufton, by whom he had two sons, both of which died in their infancy by wicked practices and sorcery. <laughs> Okay, so they they got done by witchcraft. Yeah, they got done in by witchcraft. So I was like, well, I know this now and I have to know more. And I was hoping there would be record of more and there absolutely is. Fantastic. I'm going to start out by giving us a little, I'm going to set the scene a bit. I'm going to give the overall kind of historical, historical narrative, the base historical narrative of what happened. And then I'm going to get into what can only be described as a handbook of how to be a witch and or how to fight witches. No way. Yeah, so I have counter magic information here that is, I think, vital to us all. You've got some, you've unlocked the secrets. I almost feel like there's going to be some sort of like red dot on your back now all of a sudden as you're talking about this. Absolutely. Well, and also I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it up with an article that um, talks about what could be, it's just a really, the whole case could be a whodunit and it's um, where the Belvoir witches framed. So there's like, there's a murder mystery in here as well. Oh my God. So buckle up. Here we go. Yeah. So to set the scene, this takes place in the early 1600s after Queen Elizabeth has died. So we're in the, uh, the early years of James the first. This is the century that 
witchcraft trials and accusations and the kind of witchcraft hysteria would, would peak in uh, particularly in England. To pull a statistic out of my ass, the in England witch trials, so they were conducted from the 15th century until the 18th century and are estimated to have resulted in the death of perhaps around 500 people, 90% of whom were women, which is uns unsurprising. Yep, no surprises there, unfortunately. No. So as I'm seeing setting, let me go through some of my sources. So I have a couple of really well-resourced Wikipedia articles, and then I have this really great series by Bob Sparham uh, for the Bottisford Living History, and that is gives a really cool narrative and, and some really interesting pictures and examples and things, so I owe a lot to that. I also have a article um, from Spooky Isles, uh, Who Were the Witches of Belvoir, and a BBC article um, the, on uh, The Witches of Belvoir May Have Been Framed, which was released on Halloween 2013, which I thought was extra spooky. Perfect. And actually, can I just uh, um, uh, highlight something actually very quickly? It was a, a yeah. funny bit of feedback I got. They noted that you love sourcing all of your materials and they really appreciate it. And then they said that I basically do the equivalent of trust me, bro. <laughs> You kind of do, but I think that kind of works for us. I think it balances out. Yeah, for sure. Well, because I like to think like we're not. <laughs> I, and I was, I was just saying to to this, saying this to you before we um, started recording was like, you're not here for fucking facts. You're here for fucking spooks. Exactly. You, you don't need to know my sources. You know, my sources are secret. I, I, I protect my sources. Yeah, your sources may actually be the playful devil we know and love. Well, that's slander. I will have you know. That's slander. Um. Let's move on from this very quickly. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's get off this, this sensitive topic. The devil definitely has not influenced me in any way in anything that we're doing with this. So, um, so, the, so to set the scene for where we are, so Belvoir Castle is a historic castle and stately home in uh, Leicestershire, um, which is about, it's situated about six miles west of the town of Grantham and 10 miles northeast of Milton Mowbray. Mowbray? Uh, so I'm sure in, in English listeners are going to roast me for that one but i'm american so i'm just gonna keep rolling with it uh so it was a, the site was immediately built after the norman conquest in 1066 and has been rebuilt at least three times and currently there's like a faux historic castle like it was rebuilt um as kind of a mock castle in the early 19th century it is the seat of the 11th duke of rutland whose direct male ancestor inherited it in 1508 it's the traditional burial place and this is important of the manor's family of the people who Occupy the Belvoir Castle, was in the parish church of St. Mary the Virgin, Bottisford, which is situated three miles to the north of the castle. Uh, it remains the private property of the Duke of Rutland, but is currently open to the general public. So if you want to go have a look, um, they do offer tours, I believe. That's uh, the area in which our story takes place, but it also takes place a bit in Bottisford, Leicestershire. Uh, so Bottisford is about 15 miles east of Nottingham, and 13 miles north of Melton Mowbray. And to this day, it's it's a really small town. Uh, it only has a population as of 2011 of about uh, 3,500. So uh, it is, uh, it, it's so local amenities include a post office, a railway station, a library, a church, three restaurants and three pubs. That's all you need. The, look, the, the, the three pubs, like that, they're, they are gonna be the money makers in that town. Oh yeah. And I, I wonder what the three restaurants are. Like, are, are they, are they, I don't know. What are they serving there? Is it is it like a chippy and uh, 
Like a Chinese takeaway? They're probably just attached to the pub. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just the carvery attached to the pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the area that we're functioning in. Now, the year we're looking at, it, like I said, is in the early years of the reign of James I. I'm going to give you an overview of the story, and then we're going to get into the really interesting details of how the witches were said to have hurt their victims and how to perhaps fight witches should you be attacked by one. I'm so ready for this. I know. It's really interesting. Uh, so the witches of Belvoir were um, a mother and her two daughters. Uh, so they were um, Joan Flower and her two daughters, Margaret and Philip Philippa, or Philippa. I'm not sure. I'm never sure how to pronounce that one. They were supposed to be hanged in Lincoln for their crimes. Uh, they were accused of the deaths of the two young heirs to the earldom. Uh, not sure what that. Uh, so Henry, who died in 1613, and Francis, who died in 1620. So keep those dates in mind, because there's kind of a gap there between Henry's death and Francis's death, but yet they were both attributed to the workings of the Flowers women. Well, you know, they, they, these things take time, you know. Uh, they, they can't just be, be murdering straight away, you know. They've got to build up to it. And you'll, and you'll find that out when I tell you exactly how they were supposed to have killed these children. <laughs> that it takes some time to get, to get shit done. So witchcraft had become a, a criminal offense in England in 1542, and it was a capital offense punishable in the worst cases by hanging. So the Flowers women were originally what was considered to be cunning women. Now, do you know what the difference between cunning women or cunning folk and witches, Rob? I don't, actually. I've, I've never heard this term before. Okay, so, and I hadn't really either, except, uh, well, I'll give you one uh, sort of modern day reference I've heard uh, heard to a cunning woman, but uh, it will tie in later. So, the cunning folk in Britain uh, were professional or semi-professional practitioners of magic, and you're thinking, wait a minute, isn't that a witch? <laughs> but it's, it's actually different. So, they practiced folk and low magic. Okay. So like your local healers and stuff like that? Yes. So they would have used spells and charms as part of the profession. Um, but actually they would have been hired to combat malevolent witchcraft to locate criminals, missing property, fortune telling, healing, some like medical procedures like abortions were sometimes um, under the reign of the, of the cunning women or cunning folk. There were some men but it was mostly women. And the cunning folk's magic has been defined as, quote, being concerned not with the mysteries of the universe and the empowerment of the magus, uh, so much as with practical remedies for specific problems. So these are magic magic police, basically. <laughs> yes, these are the magic police. These are your, well, God isn't doing anything about it. I've talked to the priest and nothing's happening here. Why don't we get some practical shit done? And you'd run Fair. to your, your local cunning woman. Um, and so I think a modern day reference is if anybody has seen the television series Penny Dreadful with Eva Green, mm -hmm. there's a... A cunning woman, I believe, in season two, and uh, she performs like she gathers local uh, herbs for spells and incantations, and she also performs abortions. So if you like, if you need a point of reference, there's one there. So it's it's a bit of a gray area. So as the the witchcraft trials kind of increase in England and like it heats up, that the the, the controversies there, these women uh, and men would are kind of in a space where they're losing power, especially as you get further in a century when you get the rise of like the as you head toward the Enlightenment in the next century and you get the the, the rise of like uh, modern medicine. Mm. Really, it's like kind of a a masculinization of 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 healing. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked to hear this. The fucking patriarchy. Yeah, never never before have I heard of the men interfering with these things. 
Yeah. So the Flowers women who I mentioned, um, Joan, Margaret, and Philippa, were said to be local cunning women. Um, local uh, herbal healers. Uh, So it says that they were a local family that had fallen on hard times. Either they, which to me says either people weren't, like maybe witchcraft was at a a bit of a lull and there wasn't really much call for them, or they just weren't very good at their jobs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. So maybe they had like unsuccessfully located a stolen treasure or something and people were no longer going to them in the community. So being down on their luck, they applied to um, be employed as servants with the 6th Earl and Countess of Rutland at Belvoir Castle um, because additional staff were needed for an upcoming visit by King James I. So yeah, so they were like, fuck, we can't really, we can't have fun. And see, this is my mind. Like we can't have fun and look at our grimoires and put things in bottles and shake them. No, we have to go clean house. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll go work for the king. Yeah, we'll go work for the for the aristocracy. Great. Yeah, that's the um, definition of failing failing upwards. <laughs> yes. So uh, so they go and accept appointment there. However, from the off, they were really unpopular with other staff, possibly because these cunning women and men were kind of, at least from what I can see, were kind of on the, like I said, the gray area of the community. They were kind of accepted as part of the community, but at the same time, they were a bit feared or a bit um, misunderstood about what they were, like how Christian were their acts, those kind of things. Okay, so there was kind of like a healthy level of kind of skepticism about them basically or like wariness yeah yeah you could out you can you can feel the cognitive dissonance coming or like out of these people who would go to them if they had a if they had an issue for sure but then would be the first ones to like turn them in for something shitty of course yeah um so and again let me just say i apologize to all my friends i had during my undergraduate and postgraduate work that were early modernists i am not one so again i don't know shit about dates well, you know, I'm just going to go out here and say, you know, the early modern period, it's not as fun as the modern period. I've just got to, I've just got to go out and say it. Damn, you have thrown down the gauntlet. It's the hill that I've, uh, I'm, I'm chasing to die on. I, I've started a beef with the early modern historian community. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So we're all, we're already making enemies. Well, you're absolved of your sins now, Suze. I've taken the flack for you. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Oh, friend. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, so the the flowers woman working at the castle, getting ready for the upcoming visit of the king. Now, it I've seen differing reports, but it seems like they potentially the flowers woman were caught stealing, um, and therefore all three were dismissed, and only Joan, the mother, was given a payment of severance, which included forty shillings, a bolster, which is a pillow, and a mattress made of wool. Damn. Did she, she cleaned up. I was thinking like, for someone, you would think if she stole something, they would just be like, get the fuck out. Was it like a, they paid her off out of fear to be like, don't put a curse on us. So, you know, here's a mattress. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, yeah. (laughs) Like of all the things we have in this castle, um, people like to sleep. Here's a mattress. It's a a weirdly, um, like eerily 2023 gift to give to a disgruntled employee rather than just paying them, just giving them a fucking mattress. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I I mean, maybe that'll come back and you'll just see like tech workers being like, yeah, I got, I got 40 bucks and this Tempur-Pedic mattress. Yeah. (laughs) People just, yeah. I'm I'm sure it goes on already in places like Twitter and Google. So, you know, maybe they're the, the modern cunning folk. It's uh, te- <laughs> the, the tech, tech employees. <laughs> I'm going to go to them next time I feel like there's trouble. There's uh, I feel trouble in my waters, as they would say back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, they're dismissed. Shit, down on their luck. They were caught. They were apparently caught stealing, unconfirmed. Um, but this is where things get spicy. So after the Flowers women were dismissed, the Earl and Countess fell ill and were suffering from vomiting and convulsions. So like, no, they didn't get the flu. It was obviously witchcraft. Of course. Yeah, but the the big thing is like they survived. It was fine. However, their son Henry died of a mystery illness and was buried on 26 September 1613. Isn't it wild that like at this point of like humanity that you can get a fucking co- like a head cold and you're done. Like you're just you're yeah, your your whole body shuts down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're just, you're dead. Like, that's it. Like, it's a death sentence, a head cold. <laughs> I mean, you said you were you were a bit congested today, so, I mean, keep your guard up. Perhaps death is not too far from me yet, either. <laughs> the gray curtain rolls back and all is silver glass. <laughs> all, all is bleak. <laughs> um, so the younger children, Francis and, and their daughter Catherine, offer, also suffered, um, with Francis dying 7th of March, 1620. So he died seven years later. But that, so, but all the male heirs are now dead um so mm. you know the so the, that's why they care that's why they care like the, the little girl Catherine, she she was she was fine she's doing well doesn't matter uh francis and henry are dead so the deaths of the two boys left the earl without a male heir and unfortunately then the earldom had to pass to his brother after his own death in 1632 and i'll tell you why they weren't able to have another earl heir heir is because guess what after the two boys died the earl and countess found that they could no longer have children wow they've really had a number done on them apparently yeah exactly so they immediately think well what did we do just before everybody got sick ah we fired the flowers women so it immediately became their fault they were immediately um suspected as being witches and um and they were they were brought to trial uh it's been and the really would have thought the mattress would have been enough clearly i know see i would have come back and said look you gave me a mattress like i i was like let bygones be bygones i'm sleeping comfortably yeah (laughs) well you know there's three of us women you've given us one mattress and we're not into that shit so you know you gotta fork up and give us another two mattresses or you know you're you're done in this town yeah so um it was three years after henry's death the first son that died um it says 16th july 1616 um, it says nine women were actually hanged as witches in Leicestershire for having bewitched, Whoa. yeah, for having bewitched a young boy, um, in charges similar to those of the flower case. And, and I'll get to, I'll get to this. This will be very important. They were all said to have kept familiars, which we're going to get to familiars in a moment and how fun and important they can be. Mm-hmm. To move on with the story, uh, it was five years after the flowers women were dismissed, um, and following the death of the second son, Francis. The Rutlands had them arrested just before Christmas of 1618. Um, And then uh, the women were taken after initial examination to Lincoln Jail. So this is this is a this is a bit of a fun time. So when we're the women are in custody now, Joan Flowers, who's the mother, she says, look, I'm not a churchgoer. I admit it, but I would like to be given a piece of bread and it'll be a substitute for the Eucharist. It'll be a substitute for the body of Christ. And she says she said that she wants a piece of that to eat because something so blessed could not possibly be consumed by a witch. So she's like, if I can eat it and I don't die then it proves I'm not a witch. Fair. That, that sound, sound logic. Yes. Unfortunately, she took one bite and choked to death. No way. Yeah. She got done in by her own logic. Yes. So, in, so basically, Job Flowers died a confirmed witch. Oh my god. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> you've kind of just broken my mind a bit there. I know. 
I saw that bit of the story and I was like, well, that's just, I mean, that's just how fucking 2023 is going. I completely understand how, like, you must have been so mad. <laughs> oh my God, that's incredible. Like, you genuinely cannot make that. <laughs> no, not at all. So her daughters were taken, uh, her daughters didn't make that kind of arrangement, so they made it to jail. Yeah, for, fair. Now, Philippa admitted to witchcraft on behalf of herself, Margaret, and um, Joan, the mother. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she immediately caved. She was like, look, yeah. we talk, we're in communion with familiar spirits. We talked to the devil. Here's how we did our spells, which I'll get into in a minute. And we definitely killed, killed the boys and made it to where, and, and gave, um, gave the Earl some, some crooked sperm that aren't working anymore. Wow. So she really just like turned like at the first, the first bit of resistance. She's like, yeah, we're witches. Of course, when the, we say resistance, she was probably put in some like horrific torture thing. And I would have been like, yes, I do everything you said I did. Oh yeah, for sure. No, definitely. Like take my thumbs out of this, <laughs> this weird like, contraption. I, I kind I kind of love the idea of like, of that not being the case though. She sees her mother choke and she just turns to like the nearest uh, police officer and she's like, yeah, we did it. Yep. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> us. She's admitting to shit that they hadn't even investigated them for. <laughs> yeah, and did you know we also caused the crops to start growing in Ireland? Like, yeah. you what? <laughs> <laughs> we caused that, you know, Abertalk? Yeah, that was us too. <laughs> um sorry we're throwing back to other episodes now so we're encouraging you to listen to our small back catalog yeah look you know you, you need to understand the references um so anyway so she immediately caves margaret it doesn't it doesn't say anything i think she said like nah man we're not witches we're just these cunning folk and we didn't actually even kill, like steal anything we were fired um illegally and all this shit but nobody really believed her now this end of that the bit of that story is um they were sentenced to death one of them was was hanged and one of them either was hanged or supposedly drugged the guards ran away down south had three kids and died later we're, we're unsure it, it, it's irrelevant you know we, we don't need to know no what we do need to know is that in the process of their examination they accused three other women of being of malevolent witchcraft Anne baker of bodisford joan willamot of godby Godby, I'm not sure, and Ellen Green of, Str of Stathern. Oh shit, so they just straight up just turned on, on, on the other folk. Oh yeah, and I'm going to get into like some of the craziness things that they insisted that were going on. All right. So it was Margaret that was hanged at Lincoln Castle on 11 March 1619, and I believe Philippa is the one who may have, according to some accounts, uh, fled. So so that's kind of the, the overall story of what was going on uh, at the time. Now I'm going to get into some of the particulars of their confessions, some of the ways in which they were said to have cast their spells on the, the Earl and his children, and some of the ways that locals in the town of Bottesford and England in general would have used to fight malevolent witchcraft. Excellent. Yes. So it's important to note that all three women revealed that they had visions and consorted with familiar spirits. Of course they did. This is Witchcraft 101. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. Um, so... Familiars, if, if for anyone who's unfamiliar, is an animal who acts as an intermediary between a witch and Satan and is and was actually, I've read somewhere it's particular to England and wasn't really mentioned much in European cases, which I thought was interesting because it seems to be kind of part of the what you think of as the witchcraft lexicon. Yeah. Um, so the familiars in the Rutland case... Uh, include so the mother joan uh, or sorry the uh, one of the other women joan willamot's cat and mole which also the the mole is uh there's a really weird word they use for mole um i believe it's like moldig moldiguap or something like there's a very strange early modern word for mole i just thought was interesting that's so weird 
Yeah. Um, there were, so they claimed that Joan Willemot's cat and mole, as well as the flower's cat, whose name was Rudderkin, and white and speckled rats were alleged to have been suckled by Margaret and Philippa Flower upon witches' teats, which are supernumerary uh. breasts, which supplied blood rather than milk. And they were, they would appear kind of other places than where your nor- normal boobies would, would appear. That is some like metal shit right there. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it's important to note that the that these animals like suckled on the witches and received part of their kind of essence via blood because that's part of what um, the incantations require is this kind of what they would call a sympathetic connection between the witch, the familiar, and then the victim. Okay. So, sure. yeah, keep that in mind. So now I just want to go briefly over the concept of familiar was based upon um, medieval English folklore in which the devil, uh, known as the Lord of the Flies, um, it was argued that each individual fly on earth had within its spirit a tiny part of Satan. So, <laughs> yes. So with... I, I can I can agree with that with some of the flies that are, have been in my house over the summertime. Oh, no, I believe it. I believe, like, Satan is out and about in the summer in Ireland. <laughs> Oh, he 100% is. We've established it already, but yeah, in fly form, I hadn't considered that. No, and so with this, like, keeping with this train of of thought then, um, it was possible to argue that animals that were bigger than flies um, could also be, as, quote, the repositories of satanic essence, but in larger quantities that would enable Satan to perform a more active role between the witch uh, and the victim. So these would be things like cats, dogs, rats, um, hedgehogs, moles, toads, frogs, and even in the case of a Northamptonshire incident, um, pigs, like a giant pig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's some like animal farm shit. I love the idea. Oh, and like... I've got a, I've got a, I've seen an illustration of three Northamptonshire witches riding the pig, like, of course. like using it as public transport. A, a battle pig, basically. They're, like, yes. they're, they're ready to, to, to do what they got to do. Absolutely. Like, and it, and it, and like this, this will be familiar. Like if you've seen the film, um, is it just called The Witch from a yeah. few years back that like great film with Anya Joy Taylor in it. Um, and they it, like Black Peter, I think is the name of their, um, the, like the goat they say is the familiar, the, the goat kind of talks to her. And so it's that kind of relation. Oh yeah. Cause he says the great line, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, that, that line has stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. I know. But uh, so that that's kind of what's going on. So those are the, so basically the, the Flowers women and the other women that they uh, accused were accused of having familiars. The Flowers cat Rudderkin is one. And then there's a really interesting one um, of, uh, let me see which woman it was. It was Joan Willemot. Um, Willemot's familiar was said to be called pretty as in just the word pretty and guess how she received ac- like access to this familiar rob i i, I don't want to guess <laughs> please uh please educate me okay. how she got access it had been blown into her mouth by her former master in the form of a fairy so if <laughs> that if you're not receiving a familiar from your employer today in in the year of our lord 2023 then i say you're you're missing out yeah if you're not getting uh, a fairy blown into your mouth <laughs> yes then are you really living <laughs> She insisted that Pretty never hurt anybody, just helped her see who, like, people who were stricken or bewitched, and that the spirit came to her weekly and would tell her of persons that were sick and how she could help them. That's what she she, she was saying, no, 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 my familiar is good. Now, Philippa, who immediately flipped on her family when they were arrested, that, that daughter, she, on the other hand, was like, nah, we were definitely using that shit for Satan. <laughs> like, she's, yeah. 
So what she said was that um, they had stolen a glove. So this is this is one of the ways that you can that they were accused of cursing the family. So she said, "Oh, you know, we took a glove from the from the house uh, from the from Belvoir Castle, and we we gave them to our mother, who put them in warm boiling water, mingled them with some blood, stirred it together, took the glove out of the water, rubbed it on the belly of Rudderkin, the cat familiar, and saying things like Lord and Lady should have no more children, and that was how they successfully like made the couple barren." At least. In that case, but it's also that in order to kill the children, they did things like they also stole another pair of gloves. Apparently, gloves were just lying around the house in Belvoir Castle. Uh, apparently, yeah. And they would uh, again boil them with bodily fluids from the witches, accused witches, alleged, uh, and would then prick them with needles afterward and say incantations. And that's how the boys were like the children in general came down sick, and then everyone but the daughter then died so they right so they boiled gloves and then rubbed a cat's belly for one of them and then the other one clearly the cat was traumatized by this so they were just like we'll just use needles this time instead on the gloves <laughs> yes well you, you have to th- th- maybe the cat was just like the fuck i just like i just wandered up to this house and now they're rubbing wet gloves on me and it's it's just really weird yeah. the, the cat was like i i am deeply deeply uncomfortable by this <laughs> no it, it was a good christian cat and <laughs> she was like this this is deeply against my faith <laughs> that, that cat had taken communion <laughs> yes and had not choked on the first bite yeah exactly um so that's how the flowers women were said to have um cursed and eventually killed the children of the earl other things that that were done at the time and were kind of also layered on as accusations were uh things called image magic they would uh, create a like a doll or something uh, in the in the image of their victim and they would I- imbue it with uh, again this is coming back like there's a lot of bodily fluids involved in this <laughs> like yeah I've noticed <laughs> yeah so there's like the witch has to like the the familiar suckles on the witch and then therefore has gotten the witch's blood in the familiar and then the familiar could either directly attack the victim or they could use this kind of image magic and take the the doll and like rub it on the familiar and like combine it with the victim's hair or blood and like there's just a lot of like unsanitary practices going on yeah there's some nasty infections going around in that house i think that's what eventually killed them (laughs) these weird weird shit and wait till i get into how you stop the witchcraft it gets even better i'm looking forward to this i'm assuming it's just like a bottle of dead (laughs) all i mean that would be great but unfortunately it gets more gross yeah, hand sanitizer. Yeah, just just pure rubbing alcohol poured into a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> like a spray, like misted at the witch. Yeah, immediately just melts. <laughs> like you would a bad dog. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so like I said, glove pricking is a variation of the most familiar form of witchcraft harm, sticking knives and needles into the model of a victim. There was even a, a, a pamphlet released, it says here, it's called A Rehearsal Both Strange and True of Heinous and Horrible Acts Committed by Elizabeth Style, Alice Rockingham, Mother Dutton, Mother Devil, Notorious Witches Apprehended at Windsor in the County of Berks, is the title, is the title of the pamphlet, and uh, if, of a case that occurred in Windsor in 1579 that had a lot of like if you're interested you can go look and it has a lot of 
descriptions of what was said to have like of this image magic and how it affected affected the victims it's a super catchy title you know they really nailed it with that one i mean the first three pages are just the title yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the pamphlet is very short uh so yeah so the so we've gotten we've kind of gone through how how witches would attack or curse their malevolent witches that is would attack or curse their victims um so you've got you've got familiar attack like direct like so the cat could like just go scratch one of the boys and that would be considered you've got like the stealing of objects or things like hair and blood as well um you've got needle pricking you've got all kinds of things and i know what you're thinking you're thinking well in this crazy topsy-turvy world of witchcraft and danger how am i supposed to defend myself and of course you, you need to know these things exactly like what is what is the protego of this of this time period and i'm about to tell you uh just oh just to say if in case you're looking for i'm trying to think of like modern references to this kind of magic i believe there's a scene in midsummer the excellent horror film um that one of the villagers i think she like takes some of her menstrual blood and mixes it with like the drink that of the of the guy she wants to sleep with and bear bear his children and i saw like there's there is kind of like some of this early modern techniques in kind of a modern setting if you're if, if you keep an eye out for it cool okay i i have to say um i've yet to see midsummer how have you how have you not seen midsummer yeah i know i i just every time i've intended to watch it i've just just not watched it and i've heard it's amazing it is it's really good i just uh every time i've, I've tried to watch it as i said just something has happened or i've just not done it so yeah maybe i'm not supposed to watch it <laughs> no you uh... I, I I fully, I know, I believe that you absolutely have to because there are some scenes in there that you would absolutely love. I mean, that's separate. We'll get to it. As a friend, I'm going to make you watch Midsummer at some point. Okay, fair. I, I did enjoy Hereditary, to be fair. So, um, and I know it's the same director, so uh, I'll, I'll have to give it a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so back, so anyway, so back to, uh, we're talking about now, how do we counter malevolent witch magic? Like I said, there's a considered to be a magical link between the witch and the victim. So it was believed that a witch could harm a victim by using a combination of manipulation of bodily fluids and image magic, uh, which is the, the, which is what they think was going on in the, the flowers case the main three witches that we're talking about but they said they thought through the the power of uh what is it the transitive pop property of mathematics uh that if the witch could be could harm the victim through a magical link then the victim could harm the witch they could just reverse it oh shit so they're like counter cursing yes exactly so you've got cunning women accused of malevolent witchcraft whose victims are then turning around and trying to commit witchcraft against the witches yeah everyone's a witch that's the, the title of this episode is everyone's a witch yeah so this is some like the early modern equivalent of a reverse you know card (laughs) yeah absolutely and everybody's going oh shit no not the reverse card oh shit no (laughs) so some of the things they could do with the bees for example if the victim is a child they could burn the child's hair and nail cuttings uh, mixed with the child's urine in something called a um, Bellarmine witch bottle, which was okay. kind of particular to the area. So these Be- Bellarmine witch bottles, they originated in Germany. They uh, originally had like um, like a particular kind of mask, like or a engraving of a mask on them of a local like dignitary or burger or someone. But when it, the practice moved over to England, it kind of got a bit weirded. Uh, a bit a bit mis- misconstrued or something and so these uh bottles are actually if you look them up they're called the long clausen bellarmine witch bottles and they they are quite creepy they have this kind of shadow of 
a male face and then these other symbols on them. And what you would do is you would, and like the key to this and all of this is piss. Excellent. Lovely. Yeah. So you need urine from the victim or urine from the witch. So for example, in the Windsor case that I mentioned with the long pamphlet title, there was a mixing of bodily fluids um, with red wax. And so there was blood, saliva, hair, nail cuttings. And these were all kind of heated and put in these Bellamy witch bottles and then buried beneath the hearth or thrown into a local ditch. Okay. The, these witches and, uh, you know, counter witches, are, they are into some kinky shit. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on. Yeah, like, look, I'm not one to kink shame, but this has even gone too far. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and you you know because there's there's a there's a layer of non-consent here which is the problem yeah, yeah for sure there's the, the, that it's deeply unsettling yeah so so for example like fabric connected with the victim mixed with blood and water warmed and manipulated by a familiar so you would like have the you would get the animal involved to kind of like stir it with a tail or something those poor I, animals i know like I, can you imagine the poor hedgehog that's like just leave me in the garden oh my god as, as it's getting dunked into like a cup of fucking a blood piss. or something <laughs> you've just got this pissy hedgehog that's so sad <laughs> this pissy hedgehog yes <laughs> this is my familiar pissington the hedgehog <laughs> Rudderkin's like, God, what are they going to rub on my belly today? <laughs> the things I have to do for milk in this town. Yeah, yeah. and it's not witch milk, just it's, actual milk. It, yeah, I've, I haven't suckled off any weird extra tit this woman has. I just need cow milk. I asked for regular milk and she just fucking whipped out a witch tit. <laughs> Exactly. So um, basically, uh, counter magic uh, was it was ended up being like this kind of counter magic ended up being used as evidence against um, the Bodiceford witch and Baker, which is one of the women that the Flowers woman accused of witchcraft as well. So this uh, this is some serious mental gymnastics going on here. Like oh yeah, it's nuts. Which is why I like loved the story. It's because like everybody's casting spells on everybody else. <laughs> It's like a bootleg version of Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. It's like a it's a it's a town gossip bootleg version of Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what a lot of these things were. Were like weird town squabbles that everybody got way too um way too obsessed with. Like way yeah, too that, into. That, yeah, that was literally like the Salem witch trials, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just yeah, mass hysteria of just uh vendettas against one another. Mm -hmm. so um so a quote uh concerning like how this was used as evidence in the trial so being ex quote being examined concerning a child of Anne Stanage which she was suspected to have bewitched to death saith the said Anne Stanage did deliver her child into her hands and that she did no harm unto it and being charged by the mother of the child that upon the burning of the hair and the paring of the nails of the said child that the that said Anne Baker who's the witch in and set her down and for one hour's space would speak nothing so there was like evidence that this counter magic had been like effective. Okay, fair. Yeah. You know, they, they got their evidence clearly. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you a little bit more about what would be found in the Bellarmine witch bottles other than like piss and nails and hair. Please there, do. Uh, there, there would be actual nails and pins that were put in there. There would often be a um, like a felt or wool um, kind of cut out of a human heart shape. Okay. With pins through it. Naturally. Um, yep. Yeah, absolutely. So the Bellarmine bottle was seen, quote, as a good way to make such an attack against a witch because the face on the bottle came to symbolize Satan himself. So we're the, the so the good guy. Are in in are in are like asking Satan or uh, what's the word I'm looking for are uh, calling forth Satan to protect them from the witch who is in league with Satan in order to 
protect themselves. These townspeople are playing fucking like 3D chess while everyone else is just playing fucking uh, checkers. Checkers, <laughs> yeah. Everybody in the, like most normal people are just like, I'm here to farm. I'm here to eat a potato. That's, I'm here to go to church. That's all I really need. And then some of these people are like, nah, here's a bottle with some pins and piss in it and we're going to have a good time. Yeah, some random farmer being like, come forth, Satan. Protect me against your evildoers. <laughs> so there's no evidence to directly link like the existing like that we have long cloths and bellarmine bottles with the rutland case however barnes's pamphlet that i mentioned does establish that between 1615 1618 there were no less than 18 people at all levels of society in the vale of belvoir who were believed to have been killed or seriously injured by witchcraft so 18 people were took ill or died and it was recorded as being sorcery this is wild yeah and this and for such a because you imagine like today that town only has 3500 people in it imagine how small it was in the early 1600s yeah, I'm not fucking surprised it only has 3,500 people on it because they were fucking murking each other left, right, and center. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the end of, oh, no, it's not the end. Sorry. The modern, uh, we have a modern take on what, what happened to them, but that's kind of the historical end of what happened to the Flowers women and the other women that they accused. Then there's the, that great BBC article I found, which is a Belvoir may have been framed. And it says that, it says fresh research suggests that three so-called witches blamed for cursing a nobleman's son may have been framed which i think is kind of hilarious I love how it's fresh, <laughs> fresh evidence as well of a 400 year old case yes um so and and they're saying they're like oh the, the the women that were accused of using of, of like boiling a glove and it killing two children it may have been a, a setup <laughs> <laughs> So it kind of so the article kind of gives an overview of the case, uh, which we've already gone through. New evidence, it says, quote, had uncovered in documents pointed to a possibility the women might have actually been framed by a member of the aristocracy. Which again, this is just the rich being being assholes once again. Mm-hmm. So the rumor was that James the first favorite, who's the king at the time, uh, the Duke of Buckingham, Buckingham, excuse me, uh, wanted to marry the Earl of Rutland's daughter, Catherine. Uh, so. Uh, Historian Amos Borman claims that with the sons out of the way, the Duke of Buckingham stood to inherit all the, Ur- the Earl's wealth through this marriage. So right. there is, or, or, so there is evidence to suggest that he put the boys to death. He had them poisoned, and then then he framed Joan Flower and her daughters Philippa and Margaret as witches to create a smokescreen to cover up his own guilt. Okay, that that is believable. Um, yeah. The only the only problem is that they all just fucking turned on each other immediately. <laughs> well, I have to think that 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 man was like, all right, I'll poison, I'll poison the boys. That's fine. I'll get the wealth. I'll blame the witches or like the women who don't aren't liked anyway. Yeah. So he does that, and then he just sees. I can just watch him. I can see him watching the town like implode with people like falling to the street, convulsing with witchcraft, and like pissing in jugs and heating it up with animals, and being like, oh shit, I didn't I didn't mean to do all this. He's like that Pirates of the Caribbean meme you know where the the english captain is like walking down the stairs and it's all exploding behind him yes yes 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, my headcanon for this though when you said fresh evidence and um i don't need to be disproven on this one is just i immediately my mind was drawn to like this image of like a a fairy being like pulled into prison or into like a police station with tiny little like handcuffs around them just getting like mercilessly beaten by police officers being like tell us tell us what we need to know you don't understand i'm a good familiar yeah like waterboarding this fairy in her own piss and everything being like you're gonna fucking tell us 
We've been working on this motherfucker for 400 years. I know you'll break. We're going to rub you on the back of a cat and you are going to tell us what we need to know. Yeah, I've made a fucking cat break. I know how to work this. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the end of the story. Joan Flower, the mother who choked on the, Euch the Eucharistic bread, <laughs> their first bite. Um, she's buried at, on the crossroads at Ancaster, which is kind of spooky. And it, because it says it's very important to bury a witch at crossroads. So when they come back, they don't know which way to go. Well, okay. That's fair. I, I think yeah. that might be slightly unfair. I think that might be more directed towards women not knowing directions. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I think that might be more of an attack on women more than anything else. Okay. I thought that was a personal opinion of yours and I was like, wrong. No, no, no. That's not a take that I have. I think that's I think that's more of an attack on women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically we've gone over the, uh, well, I, a note to say is like the examinations of witches often, it says, I have a source here that says they took a they would often take approximately 20 minutes like and you would imagine these women are probably being tortured so yeah. like it was it was real fast and then they were hanged and it was awful but i just found so much joy in reading about how witches would were accused of attacking people and then how regular people who hated witches were using witchcraft to attack witches and this all came out of one woman with a gluten intolerance choking on a piece of bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then that 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 was what really pulled me in was her being like, "I'll eat the bread; it'll be fine." And then the first fucking bite, <laughs> she dies. Yeah, I that 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 is some serious like backfiring logic right there. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's the witches of Belvoir. Um, that I think, uh, yeah, I think we've kind of covered <laughs> everything that uh, of the sources that I was looking at. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a really fun, interesting kind of uh, mass hysteria, like small scale mass hysteria. Yeah, I I loved this episode. I, I i really did we we have covered topics that i never thought i would have covered um word, words have come out of my mouth that i never thought i'd speak and uh, i'm eternally grateful for that <laughs> so again thanks to bob sperm and bodice for living history uh the bbc wikipedia um spooky isles couple other places um it was really fun reading about this and i feel i feel more prepared now against like because i have all the, i have blood i i piss occasionally i have the, the ingredients necessary to stop a malevolent witch for sure you know i i, I have the tools i need now and I'm, I'm basically good to go i feel like the uh that vin diesel film the last witch hunter Yes. Well, I'm I'm just thinking of you being really pissed off at somebody at work and you like you're like, "Look, I stole their scarf. I boiled it in my ceramic Dutch oven, and now I just need to rub it on my dog's back." Well, look, you know, the, the dog likes belly rubs, you know, uh It's true. I, I don't I don't determine this, you know, the, he has already decided. So yeah, I guess uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we will see you next Friday uh, with another tale of spooky fun. Yeah, have a good week and stay away from malevolent witches and or drink a lot of fluids so you have a lot of piss ready. These are the tools that you need in 2023. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>